Okay, it's another episode of Let's Chat Sales, and this time we're talking about these events that are now starting to take place again, and how to think about them, and and how to make them effective, and how to come overcome some of the awkwardness of these icebreakers and that sort of thing. So I hope you find it useful, and please like and subscribe, and uh, let's dive in. Hey, Bob, it's uh, another episode of Let's Chat Sales. Let's uh, chat sales. You're looking like uh, you're a little bit in the dark here. Uh, I, I am. New studio. New studio. Working, working a little, little different. A lot of hours. So here's what I want to talk about. All right. I want to talk about events. You know, with this whole COVID thing, people are starting to dig their way out, and we're starting to see a lot more activity in terms of face-to-face -face things. And there's a lot to be said for it. You know, that mm -hmm. is as great as virtual is, and I may be alone when I say virtual is great. There's nothing quite like having a face-to-face -face conversation with someone. And with these events, unless you're an introvert, yeah, right. Unless you're an introvert, and so let's spend a few minutes on that. How, what's the best way to optimize these events to make them go, make them work for you? So why don't you start? So you and I didn't prep this, so you may disagree with what I'm going to suggest. But I actually suggest only taking three business cards. Why three. is that? That's a crazy, crazy answer. Why? I only give them out to people that I really feel like there's a need to follow up with. Yeah. If if you get a business card from me, you resonate with me in some some powerful way. Now, if someone asks me for a card, I'll give it to them. But most of the time, people don't. What I find is if if we've had a connection of some sort, that's when I give someone a business card and say, "Hey, I'd love to follow up." I also will try to schedule a follow up right then and there. Pull out your phone. Hey, do you want to get together for coffee Tuesday? Do you want to do this? Because yeah. I find that the Crop duster talk to 50,000 people at a conference and get nowhere doesn't do me much good or yeah. at a networking event. I want to make three good connections, three people that will move the needle on my business. Yep. Okay. So, and I have no problem saying to you, Hey, Brendan, it's really great talking to you. I'm sure you want to go meet other people. I'm going to go meet some other people too. If you're boring to me, if you're not useful to me, if there's nothing yeah, harsh, there, I think there's a, yeah, it's not harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I, let me let me circle back on this three business card idea because I have a different philosophy on this. Although it's not, I, I, I worry that maybe you're just cheap with your cards. But um, <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> hey, I'm only making a sidekick salary. <laughs> There's this whole school of thought that nowadays that you don't even need business cards. And a lot of younger people, in particular, don't get them. But here's my philosophy: I carry them with me, so I look prepared. Oh, here's mm -hmm. my card. Contact me. But here's my philosophy: nobody does. I'm really much better at follow-up, so I want to get the card because I'm much more inclined to follow-up. I met a guy last night, got his card. I will write him back today. If I give him my card, there's a really good chance he's never going to get around to it. And that's the nice thing about LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you can connect with him right away or you can track him down and follow up with him through LinkedIn oftentimes and send him a message say, hey, met last night, let's connect, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a good follow-up, but it means you have to remember- You know there's a way, Brendan, with LinkedIn where you can actually like connect right then and there, right? I watch people do it at this happy hour thing I was at last night, yeah. I, yeah. I've done it before conferences, like I was leading a LinkedIn workshop and yeah. I actually had the people in the conference room linking with each other. Yeah, so so you can look it up. It's not complicated, but it's a step by step thing. If someone wants to do it, it's really great. You can find people at a workshop anywhere where there's a group of people together. Yeah. They have to all open their LinkedIn app, be on the same Wi-Fi network, and away you. Oh, we should have done that at the 
at the pitch practice that we ran. Didn't Why even didn't think, think of it then. Jesus, we got to. Where do you go to rate your sidekick? Thing? All right, so that's <laughs> one. Sidekick.com. It's right next door to ratemyprofessor.com. That's a good website link. Ratemysidekick.com. Oh, that would be bad. There, maybe there's something there. Um, so uh, it's, I can't imagine what. <laughs> so so I think we we both agree that it's better to get a business card than to give one. And that, and because I think we're both pretty good at follow-up. And if you're going to do sales, if you're going to try and move your business along, then follow-up is going to be critically important. Now, you also mentioned meeting people like, and you, you basically tell them, you're not interesting to me. So I'm going to go and no, find someone more I don't say that. I just say, hey, I'm sure you want to meet other people. I'm going to go meet other people too. <laughs> is, there a, is there a more deft way to do that, to get, extract yourself from a conversation? Uh, I've had the wingman approach. The wingman where you go with a friend and your friend sort of does more to promote you and you promote them. And if they get the signal from you that it's time to move on, they'll come over and be like, I'm sorry, I got to take Bob to introduce him to someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I usually say, Oh, I got to go get a drink. I'm, uh, do you need anything? And then if they say they need something, I, I'll bring them back a drink or whatever. And then I'll say, oh, I, met, I met someone I got to go catch up with. But the philosophy I think is the same. And that is, you spend a few minutes with someone and then you move along to somebody else. You want to use that time kind of wisely. You don't want to, unless it's really a great meeting. And even then, you don't want to wear out your welcome. It's like a sales call. You know, you want a sales call to go 30 minutes, maybe an hour at most. And then because people ultimately will get tired of you. It's also difficult at a networking event to have effective communication. There's yeah. a lot of distraction. So yeah. I try not to do a lot of selling. I try not to do a lot right. of real, real detailed analysis. For me, Brendan, it's about building the rapport. I want someone to feel comfortable to talk to me the next day or two yeah. days later. Yeah. If I've done that, we can talk business when later. they're sitting at their desk, when I'm at my desk, and it's like, tell me what you – so you mentioned this thing. That's what I'm looking for. So I'm kind of a pretty shy guy. Uh, you wouldn't know that necessarily, but we're in a group. We're, we're at an event. I don't know anybody. And I'm kind of hesitant to run up uh, to meet someone. So what do you do in, in that situation? Because a lot, I think a lot of people are like this, where they, they have a resistance to go and, and, and meet folks. What, what do you do? Everyone's looking for someone to talk to. No right. one wants to stand in the corner at a conference, at a workshop. They want to talk to someone. So sure. I will often find the person who looks least comfortable and walk up to them and go, hey, I'd love to chat with you for a minute because then it'll look like we're having a great discussion. Yeah. Let me see if I can make you laugh or something like that. Or, yeah. hey, you look as excited about being here as I am. <laughs> Who dragged you here? Yeah. I, and, and usually that breaks the ice. I don't go up to the, the people who are super like at the center of the storm. I will often go up to the organizers, though, and yeah. say to them, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. Could you point out one or two people that I should really meet? And yeah. I've had really good success with that. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Um, and the, so, it also builds a bond with the organizer that they actually feel valued and they'll often come up later and be like, yeah, Bob, I've been thinking about it. This guy just mentioned this thing. Do you want? Yeah. I want to introduce you to. And when the organizer introduces you, that's a different animal. Sure. So the individual standing alone, that's a good person to talk to sometimes. And, and what I'll do is I'll go up and I'll say, so what are you working on? Or what brought you here? Or how, or how do you like the conference so far? So that's a good way. The other one that I picked up from uh, Matt Conwell, he's a VC here in Baltimore, which I thought was pretty good, is you go to a group and just uh -huh. stand in with a group of people and just sort of weasel your way in. Not a conversation of two, necessarily. You can do that, but that's harder. But you get four or five people, and they're all standing around talking. 
it's kind of easy to kind of shoulder your way in and listen intently and then figure out a way to add to the conversation. I just thought that was a clever way to kind of another angle because then you can see what the conversation is about, listen and listen with interest. And then when the time is right, chime in. The other thing, Brendan, is you have to be a really good listener. The success at these types of events is in listening, not in speaking. Yeah. The more you hear and the more you can contribute and the more you can keep it light. I really don't do selling at yeah. any kind of event like that. And so I would caution against that, even though most people are like, well, if I'm going to go to this networking event, I want to tell 10 people exactly what I built and how it's going to solve their problems. Yep. So you meet some people, you know, you've got this idea that you want to meet two or three folks. That's a win for you in terms of an event. Yes. I certainly like the idea of meeting a group, meeting someone, chatting for a bit, moving on. So then the, I think one of the keys, as, as is always the case with me, follow up. You know who they are. You got to figure out a way to follow up with them. You have to make the assumption they're not going to follow up with you. And it doesn't matter how interested they are. They lose your card. They forget who you are. They forget your name. They get distracted by something else. So it's really incumbent upon you to do the follow up. That's the thing I'd say. If you tell someone you're going to do something, make sure you do it because yep. that's the first litmus test for me. Like if you said you're going to call me tomorrow, hey, if you don't call me tomorrow, you've ruined the whole benefit of going to that event. Agree 100%. Speakers. So oftentimes the most interesting people to, or the most important people to talk to at an event are the speakers, right? They're mm -hmm. oftentimes cu potential customers and they're influential in the industry, typically that sort of thing. So how do you get to them? How do you talk to them? Can it, I spin it from a different angle, Brendan? Because I speak a lot. Yeah. And one of the things that I think people are really surprised to hear is how lonely it can be when you're a speaker. You mm -hmm. go to a conference, you don't know the organization, you're yeah. out of town often, not so much now, but used to be, and you just were like a fish out of water. Yeah. And the person who came up to you at the cocktail reception, at the lunch, before you spoke, it's like, oh, you've rescued me. Huh. Yeah. Social contact. Huh. But yeah. as a speaker, that was really valuable. And that was often the person that afterwards I'd seek out and thank. Those types of things. That can be really valuable. The other thing as a speaker is I'm a big believer in going to conferences and actually hanging around. I'm amazed how many people look at me and go, you can see him recognize he was a speaker and they're afraid to come up to me, even though yeah. I'm standing there by myself. Um, and if you really want to make a speaker happy, go to their presentation. And then if you see them in the bar buy them a drink. Yeah. Okay. I will pay, I will pay a lot of attention if you <laughs> buy me a drink at the bar. I find that going to a speaker before, like typically at these conferences that someone's, they're, they're getting ready before the event yep. and then they speak. And then there's that interlude between that and the next speaker. And everyone wants to line up afterwards and talk to speakers. That's an opportunity. Again, you're better off getting their card than giving them a card. They'll yes. very seldom follow up. I find that it's not very helpful to talk to them before the talk because they're distracted. They're focused on their PowerPoints. They're kind of getting their head in the game. So that's probably not the best time to talk to them. So if you do talk to them before the event, it's just, Hey, looking forward to your talk. Maybe we can catch up afterwards. And then, and then hopefully you may run into them somewhere along the way. Although uh, in my experience, the speakers, they usually come in for the event to do the, their presentation and then they're gone. But oftentimes they don't stay for the conference. Anything else? Are we good? We beat this up. Think? I think we beat this up. I mean, I, I would leave with the thought that everyone is uncomfortable at these events to some yeah. level. So the more you can admit to yourself that it's just uncomfortable and awkward and that everyone else is feeling the same thing, I find that very empowering. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think uh, it's all kind of mindset at some yep. level. Yep.
All right. Brendan, do you think it's possible we could do another one of these? Because you think, know I love to chat sales. I think I think we will. I went out. We're coming up on 50. We're getting close to 50. Wow. Yeah. I know. We What's were, the I number know. I need to get in the sidekick hall of fame? Uh I think it's 150. Yeah, it's it's a lot. You're you're not okay. there yet. You got I got work to do. All right. Well, we better get get out and get back. All right. Good to see you, Bob. Bye-bye. See ya. Okay, so that was another episode of Let's Chat Sales. And like and subscribe and check out this one. It's really good. I think. Well, it's yeah, I think it is. In fact, it's it's one of the best.